0: Welcome to This Is His Story podcast. Ministries and God's stories you need to know. Welcome to Episode 17, Collecting Online Gifts and Donations. Well, with anything, let's start with biblical, right? Let's get the right lens on. It's so easy when we think about digital and online to think about trends and you know the newness of the technology and how it's sort of this separate thing, and we need to think differently with it well, you know that's true, except all things biblical and all the lenses we put on should be able to overlay on top of these things so there's nothing special about digital that changes um giving and what motivates people to give now where they're giving it changes, and there are some advantages and disadvantages about online that we don't have offline. Like we have the ability for video and, you know, the space that we do the ask in and are people on cell phones or are they on laptops and their behavior and the wording that we use when we ask for gifts or donation or for fundraising. There are barriers and hurdles when people give online that they may or may not have offline. Yes, yeah, So yes, there's a lot of uniqueness to online giving and the asking and the giving moments. But in general, we need a biblical lens to even know how to look at digital. <laughs> we talk often in the industry about storytelling, and that is very, very, very true. But digital giving bursts is really birthed from real-world giving, and then we're just changing the place that we do it in. So, I like looking back at Scripture, right? Churches have a lot of things wrong when it comes to money, giving, and asking. It's really stuck in the dark ages with the mentality of passing the plate and what that looks like. We have so many traditions especially here in the states and when we just sort of try to take those online this this idea of a giving button button being a digital giving plate giving opportunity is so archaic it's so broken i spend my work day trying to unravel the mess that is in a lot of churches and pastors heads about giving and acceptable ways to to ask what's biblical and not biblical. So let's spend a a little bit here getting a better lens on. Let's just go look at Paul. I love looking in Acts at his story of his collection from the Gentiles to give to those suffering in Jerusalem. And isn't it funny? Like, I, I don't know about you, but I was raised in a church. I went to church at least three times a week growing up. We did Sunday mornings. We did Sunday evenings. Which I don't. Why did Why did we all do that? By the way, like what What? Where did that tradition come from? I'm thinking you had to go in the morning and in the evening, um, and then we did Wednesday. And of course, then I went to a private school, so I pretty much Saturday was about the only day I wasn't at our church slash school compound growing up. And I would say, I don't think I hardly heard anything about this little thing going on all throughout Acts. Of Paul being very concerned for the Jews that were in it within a drought in Jerusalem, and as he was going along his missionary journeys, he was collecting funds to give back to them. And it's 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 not only in Acts; you also get references to it within the other letters that he writes back to people and churches. And it's this theme going on. And once again, if you've heard, if you listen to this podcast, you listen to me. I frequently talk about how churches have this wrong idea that a mature Christian gives to the church first, and if they have any extra, then they give to those extra parachurch things, but they have an obligation to give to the church first. Not biblical. There's not a verse you can do to prove that. I'm not saying it's not right to give to churches 100%. The Lord wants a cheerful giver, and kingdom giving is okay, and there's... I would say, though, it is biblical to give to your local church the idea that it's church first and then something with the leftovers above and beyond. That is what um, I and many other theologians, I guess we're all theologians in some way, um, professional theologians, um, would argue that it's not biblical at all. It's, a, it's not a healthy mindset, and it also affects the way churches ask or don't ask for money. Because if you think that your flock's obligation is to give, then you really don't have to say a lot. Or if some segment of your church is are healthy givers and you're meeting your budget, then you just don't even preach on it. You're like, yeah, we're doing okay. We can pay for our light bill. We can pay for our salaries. We're okay. Forgetting that there's so much other ministry to do, And, you know, with an evangelical mindset of spreading the gospel and missions, imagine what you could do if you had more. And churches do a horrible job and actually many times avoid the topic of giving because they don't want to be associated. Oh, well, we don't do that. We don't ask. But Paul did. Paul, so let's look a little bit about this collecting collecting of funds he was very authentic and transparent about the needs that were going on, and telling people that uh, that he met and the Gentiles of the need. He had a plan. He literally had a plan to collect and to give. And even I think in First Corinthians of uh, sixteen, I believe it is, he talks about um, how to get the money back. He even tells them, "When I arrive." I'll send those whom you accredited by letter to carry your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable that I should also go, they will accompany me. Like he had a plan to get the money. He had the story. He's telling a story all along the way. There was a problem. There was a need. It needed to be solved. And he gave updates all along the way. And so these factors, how Paul did it is a great model for us within churches we are allowed to be authentic. We are allowed to have a plan. We are allowed to tell a story. And we are certainly responsible for updates to people to let them know where the money is going, what we're doing with the money. These are all great milestones and methods for people, churches, churches to use online as they collect money for whatever ministry needs they may have. They're all key components. So when we talk about collecting online gifts, I'm here to tell churches putting a gift button in the top right corner is not digital strategy. And there are components to asking for gifts. And it's not greedy. It you Forget what people say. Forget what they think. Let's just think biblical with a biblical lens of what it takes to do ministry. Ministry is not cheap. It requires sacrifice of people's time, their money, their resources, their thoughts, their prayers. And it's okay. It's okay for churches to ask, to be authentic, to make a plan, to tell the story, to give updates. And so if your website as a church is just a online giving opportunity, a digital passing of the plate, and you don't do a good job explaining the needs of ministry and funding ministry, and just leave it up to whatever comes in is what comes in, and we're just going to be happy about that, I challenge you, go look at Paul. Go look at what he did. There's nothing unbiblical about what he did, and that is not the approach he took at all. So this, this episode's called Collecting Online Gifts and Donations, I'm not going to give silver bullet solutions to a problem that can't be fixed with silver bullet solutions. It's got to be fixed with the mindset change of what it is that is allowable and needed for people to join in on ministry. And then once you have that lens on, there are best practices of how you arrange your website, how you tell your story. What is a case for support? Eliminating all the hurdles that your flock runs into online when it comes to giving and removing those. It's not, there's no magic bullet, but there are best practices, but you can't have any of them without this lens. Hope this helps. God bless. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow on TikTok or Instagram for daily stories Christians need to know. Wanting to increase the reach of your ministry or your church's ability to make disciples? Come to my website for free resources and webinars built exclusively for Christian nonprofits and churches. Creativedigitalguide.com helps executive directors and pastors learn how to gain ministry partners to do God-sized missions.